because you can have love for something and it's not contemptuous. It's not something that love is a very, if, especially if it's agape love, right. It's a very giving of yourself. It's not about me being attached to it. It's a detachment. A podcast hosted by Jody train, Joe on the mic leader talk tackles various leadership strategies that cover self-development, self-leadership, including spiritual and physical health of leaders. This podcast will feature guests ranging from military leaders, thought leaders, health and nutrition leaders, spiritual leaders, nonprofit leaders, and many more. All right, guys, we are here today on our next episode with Kathleen Seals. Can I call you Kathy? Is that okay? I'm Kathleen. You're Kathleen. Nobody so calls call me you. Kathy. Yeah. Nobody calls you Kathy? What in the world? No. So I will, I will stick with Kathleen throughout <laughs> the episode. Me. That's me. <laughs> but Kathleen has been a student of communication, people, and human potential for over 20 years. Kathleen is a certified speaker, coach, and trainer with John Maxwell team at the executive level, executive director level, excuse me. Additionally, she is a certified DISC consultant and trainer. She also earned her Bachelor's of Science in Communication from Northwestern University. Over the past 10 years, she has managed a grown, managed and grown four businesses with varying experiences from grand opening a brand new location to turning around struggling businesses with four employees total and some with 25 just in her departments, some with all brand new hand-picked staff some with most employees who have been in the same location for 10 plus years. Regardless of the size or stage of the business, she created substantial profitable growth in each one she has been a part of, teaching others how to do what she's done, create a culture of encouragement, growth, both financially and personally. In addition to all the certifications and accolades, she is a wife, mother, mentor, coach, and course creator, and passionate about leadership and personal growth and development. She believes in the unlimited potential of every individual and is committed to helping those who want more for their lives. Kathleen Seals, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. You know what, and and I'm glad to have you here because you know we previously talked a little bit about having a proper mindset and especially about financial mindset. Can you, can you tell our audience what you, what your thoughts are about having a proper mindset with finances? Yes, of course. And I really want to congratulate you and your listeners because I have been an educator for a very long time and I have trained a lot of people. And one thing that I've learned is that you can learn all the best systems and have all the best tools in the world. But if you do not have the proper mindset, all those things are completely useless. So you could bring in financial trainers left and right, but until that mindset is there that, that, you know, it's possible and that you deserve it. And that, and if one can do it, anyone can do it, then you can start to really take the tools and utilize them properly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree because there's a lot of people we've seen it before. They have a lot of money or they gain a lot of money. But then a year later, they lose it. And it's like, what just happened? Yeah, we see uh, football players, stars they, that come from, you know, not, not to say meager means, but they come from not an abundant life and they come into riches and it goes through their hand like sand. Totally. And, and, and it's like you said, the proper mindset. Yeah. And it's not just mindset about acquisition. Cause that's one piece. Mm-hmm. Some people don't believe that they deserve to receive money, but it's also being a proper steward of the money that we do receive and what do we do with it? And so that's what we're going to touch on today. Yeah. So, so what, uh, what would you say is some of the, the tools or the myths that we need to dispel <laughs> about, <laughs> about the mindset of uh, finances? You know, it's funny because one of the things that really influenced my mindset on money, uh, a couple of my mentors taught this piece and it's called the spirit of opulence. It's by Thomas Troward. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to download it, I'll have a link for you so you can, so you can follow along. Um, and this piece, it's very short. It's only four pages. It's from a treatise. So this is based in like 
way back in eight, late 1800s, early 1900s is when he was writing. And um, the first line really says so much. The first line says, it is quite a mistake to suppose that we must restrict and stint ourselves in order to develop greater power or usefulness. I mean, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. pretty powerful. Yeah. And the next line, the next line, it says, this is to form the conception of the divine power as so limited that the best use we can make of it is by a policy of self-starvation whether material or mental. Mm, mm. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. It's all right here. It's yeah. all mental. I mean, it is. I, I get it. You know, sometimes you know, we go through some hard, hard times. We're, we're 2020. Uh, you know, that's going to be like <laughs> hard times. We, we understand it. We understand that there's hard times. But what do you do with that hard time? You know, right. do you sit there and, oh, nothing's going to get better. Nothing's going to get better. Or are you going to say, look, I know it's hard, but what can I do right now with what I got? Absolutely. Well, and th that's all, that's all mindset and that's all perception. And one of the things about mindset that is so important is to realize that what you pay attention to mm -hmm. is what you get. And so we can listen to all kinds of things from this year. And I'm not going to say that this year was beautiful and perfect for everybody by any stretch, <laughs> no way. And I'm sure it had a lot of hard times for a lot of people, mm. but if you're looking at it this year, more businesses sprouted up, more entrepreneurs were actually able to start their dream job and really do what they wanted to do this, their whole life. Mm -hmm. And they finally had the opportunity to do so because they had the time. And so, I mean, it's the way you see things, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. The way you look at things, the, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that's really this huge part of the money mindset is, mm -hmm. you know, you could see lack and limitation or you could see wealth and abundance yes, and yes. they're both everywhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's, what are you paying attention to? Yeah, and, I, and I, there was a line in that that it struck me as I was going through that spirit of opulence. It mm -hmm. says, but you say I am short of money. I hardly know how to pay for necessities. What have I had to give? And there's a lot of people that are, that are saying that right now. And that's why I mentioned before, it's like we're paying attention to what we don't have. Yeah. But what do you have? Like you were saying to the, the, the stewardship part. What do you have right now that you can manage and make exactly, grow, you know, exactly. And he goes on to say there, he says, the answer is that we must always start from the point where we are. Doesn't that sound so obvious? Of course, we have to start where you are. <laughs> you can't start somewhere else, but it's true. And we need to remember that we need to start at the point of where we are. And if your wealth at the present moment is not abundant on the material plane, so you may not have a lot of money, you may not even have a lot of things. He says, you need to not stop, need not trouble to start on that plane. Then start somewhere else. If you have time to give and that's all you have, then give of your time. So I do want to jump back just a step because oh, yeah. that line is so perfect, but it's set up by one of the most important things. And I think this is one that really struck me about um, just how, how the framing of our thoughts around money needs to be. Hmm. If and I will say this, this writing here, if you just, you could spend years studying this, this writing alone and always see something new. So it's, it's fun for me to get prepared for things like this. And like, oh, I saw this and I didn't see it last time. Um, but he says, where we are drawing from the infinite, we need never be afraid of taking more than our fair share. Mm. But then also we need to understand that we are not a reservoir right? That's one of the things John Maxwell says, be a river, not a reservoir. And it comes from this. He says, now the spirit is life. And throughout the universe, life ultimately consists in circulation, whether within the physical body of the individual or on the scale of the entire solar system. And circulation means a continual flowing around and the spirit spirit of opulence is no exception to this universal law of all life. So I mean, let that sink in for a second. 
really what he's saying is money is not to be sitting in a vault. Neither is your time. Neither is your energy. Everything is constantly flowing. And when you come from a place of giving and of what can I offer things come to you because whether you want to call it God, the spirit, um, the, the Holy spirit, if you want to call it the universe, it doesn't matter what, when, whatever the divine power is sees that there is a source, a source of giving a source that is constantly putting things out to others. It's going to fill, refill that cup because the universe is constantly circulating. It's not going to leave that pool empty. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have resources and you're hoarding them, or if you have knowledge and you're hoarding it, there's not going to be a lot more coming to you. You have to create a vacuum for it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that uh, it, even, it even says it in the Bible, it is more blessed to give than to receive because God, God always gives and he loves giving. God, and like I said, God gives abundantly. It's just we have to understand that when he gives it, don't just hold on to it. Uh, like, uh, like some people say, to, uh, again, in Israel, there's the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's the Dead Sea is because there's always flowing going into it, but it never has an outlet. So it becomes stagnant. It becomes a Dead Sea. Nothing can actually live in it. And if we're like that ourselves, especially when it comes to finances, or anything, like you said, knowledge, things in life, we become stagnant and, and we don't see growth in ourselves as we should. And we're wondering why we're not growing as, as, as well as we ought to be or at the next level of life where we should be because we're holding on to stuff. And I'll play devil's advocate on this. <laughs> sure. I, I, know, I know there's some people that when they get money or they get knowledge, they're kind of scared to release it. Because they, they're scared that if they release it, that it's they're not going to get something back. So, I mean, is there anything that yeah. you could say to that, uh, to that kind of uh, sure, mindset? Sure, <laughs> So I'll speak from myself, but I'll also read from what he has to say about this because ah, he okay. addresses it perfectly. Um, but I'll, I'll give you my thoughts as soon as I tell you what he said. So Thomas mm-hmm. Trower says, when once this principle becomes clear to us, we shall see that our attention should be directed rather to the giving than the receiving. We must look upon ourselves, not as misers chests to be locked up for our own benefit, but as centers of distribution. And the better we fulfill our function as such centers, the greater will be the corresponding inflow. Mm. If we choke the outlet, the current must slacken. And a full and free flow can be obtained only by keeping it open. He pretty much tells you exactly like it is. And that these are writings that uh, I would say most, if not all, around this time, the late 1800s, early 1900s, there were like three or four gentlemen who were really writing some profound works. And they pretty much have shaped the personal growth arena in the 1900s and 2000s. Uh, so this writing is essentially one of the main components to the secret. This along with um, the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm. Those two books alone are, are super influential. If you, if you really read them, you'll see, wow, this is kind of exactly what the secret is saying. It's just more modern. So basically she took it and rewrote it. Um, but it's so easy for us to feel that way. And what I would say to those people is you're, you're, feeling regular human feelings. It is normal to feel that it is okay to feel that give yourself grace, try to understand the logical side behind it. When you think of something like a river or a hose that's crimped, nothing more can come into that hose until it bursts and you don't want your life to burst. (laughs) You don't want it to bust open like that. (laughs) We want it to burst open in a good way. (laughs) So, um, but Again, do not beat yourself up over it. It's okay. Understand that that's where you are in your understanding, but understand that you are now being brought into the awareness of this for a reason. If you're hearing this right now, there's a reason you're hearing it. And it's 
meant to be influential in your life and to start to change things. I remember I heard one of one of another one of my mentors, Joe Vitale, he said, give before you can. And that's easy for you to say, right? But he comes from a place of he was homeless on the Houston courthouse steps. And he realized he needed to just start giving before he could. And he did. He started giving to others, writing, producing things. And it, it, it's one of those things I think really hard in this society right now, because we're in a very consumptive society mm. where mm. we are trained to consume, 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 whether it's TV, podcast, social media, whatever. But you'll see that the most powerful people out there are the producers. They're the ones who are giving the information, sharing the knowledge, sharing the wealth, sharing anything really all right folks time for a sponsor break hey guys how you doing hey first of all happy new year i uh, just wanted to break in here a little bit and talk to you guys about uh, the update if you haven't heard about the power of proverbs that we're going to be starting on 14 january this month 14 january this month the power of proverbs i wanted to give you guys an update uh, with some exciting news so far. Right now, I've got confirmed six speakers. They're ranging from pastors, uh, well-known speakers, motivational speakers, uh, authors, businessmen. They're going to come in on this 21 days of us reading in Proverbs to bring their insights into the wisdom that they've gleaned from Proverbs. Now, you know what, going into the into Proverbs, reading from it and everything else like that, it's good. It's good to do it. But you know what, when you have somebody who has been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, and they can speak from what God has given to them through the knowledge of, of, of God's wisdom in the book of Proverbs, it's, it brings another level of wisdom to it. Because it's, hey, God gave me this. I applied it. Boom, here it is. And it might be able to help you out as well. And I'm pretty sure it will. So uh, in saying that, it's super cool that we're going to be doing this. Super cool that we got six confirmed speakers already. And I'm, I'm working on getting some more to help us go through these 21 days of deep diving into, into the Proverbs. Now, you might say, why 21 days? Well, 21 days is theorized, theorized, mind you. And it's popularly said by other people that in 21 days, you form new habits. Now, 2020 was some serious stuff that happened to us all. And it caught us by surprise. And God told me in the last uh, three months of 2020, I need you to do something for men. So that's how this, this, this genesis of this power of Proverbs came up because we can read books, we can do this, we can do that. But if we don't have the wisdom of God to guide us, to give us that filter with all this other stuff and counsel and everything else like that, the, the wise instruction impartation of what God is doing in our lives is what we need to filter all the other stuff that goes on in this day-to-day -day life. So that's why we're doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you guys, I'm gonna give out later on uh, this is another teaser I'm going to give out later on the links to this power of Proverbs that we're going to be doing starting on 14 January. And you know what? Um, DM me, send me a message, email me, uh, go to my website, joedtree.com to send me a message. And I can tell you more about it, where you need to go, because we're going to be doing it live or, or recorded. But I, I'd rather do it live uh, on the Facebook group um, that I have set up. So talk. Hey, guys. Let's do this together. It's going to be a time of getting together, gleaning from each other, ironing, sharpening iron, no judgment, diving into the book of Proverbs. All right, guys. God bless you guys. It starts on 14 January, Power of Proverbs. Check it out. Talk to you later. All right, back to our episode. I've seen it as well, that when people, people give, even if it's volunteering their time, uh, giving of their finances, there's sort, of, there's sort of like a release. There's, there's a, like, I guess almost like a, a good bursting of a good feeling, a good positive aspect, because I know our creator, he's giving. 
And when we emulate, emulate his attributes, his, his character, it brings a blessing upon our lives as well, because that's the way he is. He gives us life. He gives us breath. He gives us thoughts. He gives us the sunsets. He gives us the oceans. He is, he gives us a whole plethora of things in our life. He gives us emotions where we can love one another, have joy, have peace, help one another, the ability to do so, whether it be great or small. So when we do that, we're actually emulating him and, exactly. it, and it pleases him and it, it makes him happy when we get into that mindset of giving. And, and, I, and, I, and I say this because uh, in a financial room, because we're talking about finances, that sometimes when we hold back on the finances, like you're saying, we're crimping up the blessing because in that hose, like you said, in that hose, there's a whole bunch of water in that hose wanting to come through. But we crimped, we were like, I don't want to waste that water. But there's a whole millions of gallons of water behind that that are ready to come out for you as well. And so, and that's one thing that we do. And I'll just, I'll just say it because we're, you know, I'm a Christian, my wife and I are Christians. And one of the things that we do is that we, we give our 10%. I know that sometimes there's Dave Ramsey, Susan Orman, like you're saying that all these people talk about different financial uh, ideas. But there's, there's a principle behind it because when we give our 10%, and I'm not telling people to do that, you know, don't, <laughs> well, sorry, you should this give your 10%. This is financial advice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, this is what I do. And we've experienced that blessing that got, and it's being obedient to what God has told us. Hey, give 10%. But sometimes we give more because there's, it's not just uh, giving 10% to a charity or to, to the church. But we also give to other organizations. We give to like a Youth for Christ ministry, Samaritan's Purse, because they do great things in helping people where I can't, but they can't. So they can magnify your money. Not only the magnify the blessing that was given to you. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. You turn it into so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They multiply it upon a global scale where (laughs) where I'm sitting here in San Antonio and they're overseas in Africa or India and, and doing great things that I can't do, but they have the ability to do so. But Absolutely. You were in a comment. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you completely. I was, I think um, I had a thought back there, but, oh, uh, one of the things that one of my, our mentors, I believe you work with him too. He says, give where you're led and give where you're fed. Mm. And I love that. I love mm. that because where you're fed could be where you're fed spiritually. It could be where you're fed. Maybe, you know, you had someone who really contributed to your life in some way. Maybe it was a mentor and you really feel like you should give to them and you know that they're going to share it with others in a wonderful way, mm. right? Who knows whatever areas they are, where you're led and where you're fed. And I really like that as the kind of a guidepost. So you don't necessarily know. And that is something too. Um, If we're talking about the divine and how our, our father really gives to us so freely and only wants to see if he sees that, like I said, if he sees those, those places where stuff is flowing, he really wants to pour gas on that fire. He says, Oh yeah. Let's see that. You're helping my people the way I want to help my people. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, the attraction just, it happens after that. It just happens because that's what he wants to see us do Mm -hmm. is give what he has given us because it was never really ours to begin with. Just like life, it was never really my life to begin with. It was a life that was given to me. And the same thing goes with the money and knowledge. I like to think of it that way because then I never really feel like I'm hoarding anything because it wasn't mine. It wasn't mine to begin with. I don't need to keep it. <laughs> it's just passing yeah. through me on the way. Mm-hmm. And that's about being, a, like you said, being a steward of what he's been given to us. And mm-hmm. uh, I like to go back to, I go back to what we were talking about earlier about where people get hung up on money and, wow. and having abundance because the Bible clearly states it's the, the love of money that's bad, not money Correct. in and of itself. Um, but what, what are your thoughts uh, about that, about having that abundance mindset when it comes to your finances? Yeah. Um, 
so first, I think I, I totally agree about the the love of money in a sense of like maybe lust. I think mm. of it more is when they write that word love, love is the highest vibration in the universe and it's a positive thing. So when I hear, when I see the love of money, I really think the intent there, the connotation is lust, not love. Mm. Because you can have love for something and it's not contemptuous. It's not something that love is a very, if, especially if it's agape love, right? It's a very giving of yourself. It's not about me being attached to it. It's a detachment almost. Mm -hmm. And so I think to release that into your, if you really feel like you're not supposed to love money or you're not supposed to even like it then you have a problem because that, that I do think is where a lot of us Christians get into a slippery slope is when we see the love of money is the root of all evil. We think, well, I'm not supposed to love money. Mm. So what things in your life come freely, welcomely, welcoming to your life that you don't love? Mm. <laughs> Nothing mm. wants to come into your life if you don't right. love it, right? right. And that, exactly. So you kind of have to love it, but mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to be in love with money. I'm saying right. the concept of money is something you can love yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. okay. And I do think that is somewhere that as Christians, really, we hide behind this veil of, well, I can't love money and I need to be, you know, in my sandals in the desert like Jesus. And at the time it was great for him, but I just don't think that that's the kind of guy he would be now. I think he'd be on YouTube and he would be, you know, influencing people where, where they are. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to do is realize that it's okay to contemporize things and turn it into something that's relative to today's time. And that it's not necessarily a bad thing to have money. In fact, if God created it for us, we should be the ones who are earning the most money because who could do better with money than someone with a true heart? Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. You don't want people with tainted hearts having tons of money because you don't know what they're going to do with it. But the truth is it won't last long where honesty and virtue are not present. So you'll see that actually this is very mm-hmm interesting. If you look at societies, if you look at um, economies that have crumbled, typically the economy crumbles before the society does. And the reason why is corruption does not withstand money. Money does not stay during corrupt times. It can't because money is attracted to welcoming positive energy. So it may be there for a brief time. And that's always frustrating when you're on the other side, seeing things that are bad. And, you know, you see that with scammers and things like that. Of course, they're making a bunch of money, but really, does it stay? Does it stay for very long? No. No, no, no. Yeah. And it gets, it gets taken away from them because they get caught. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So dishonesty, things like that. So that having positive intent and having a positive um, outlook on what you can do with your money, because I will ask everyone in this audience, if you had millions of dollars, what good could you do with it? And wouldn't you do it instantly? It would be no question, right? So good people do good things with money. It's just a tool. And I know we were talking about that before. Tools are tools. Mm -hmm. They can be used for good or bad. I know my two-year-old son uses things that I never thought he could use for bad, <laughs> but he's just experimenting, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. tools can be used for anything. You never thought like a curling iron could be a baseball bat, but sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it, it, it is very true. And, and you know what? You made a very good point about how societies can, they fall monetarily before they fall as a whole, because mm-hmm. they're, the spirit behind what they're doing with the money is evident before anything else collapses. It's just a foreshadowing of what's going on within the hearts of that nation. Exactly. So if they're, if they're, and like I said, it's a tool. If, if we use money in a bad way, just like using a hammer in a bad way, we're gonna get a bad result, you know? <laughs> 
And when you were talking about that, the, the imagery of, of a field with a farmer came to mind. And the, the field is what you plant into. So this and the seeds is the money. So if you take a, a, a seed, almost like uh, what Jesus talked about, the parable of the, the, seed, the farmer throwing the seeds, some falls on the hard, hard, on the hard side and the weeds and then on good ground. If we sow our money in the wrong area, it's going to fall on hard ground and give. Well, it won't grow or it might grow very quickly and boom, poof is gone. And we sow it into weeds or, or, or in the weeds can be like uh, uh, shady deals or whatever the case may be, <laughs> you know, and then they're going to get plucked up. But when we understand that God, you know, I can sow my, my, my money into right places, it can bear great fruit to a hundredfold of fruit. That's bountiful for not just you, but for, like you said, helping other people, you know, and it gives me so much joy when I, uh, and I'm not trying to puff myself up, but I'm just saying it, it does give me joy when I take the money that I've earned and I say, well, what organization can I help this month? Or what, God, what have you put on my heart to sow into this organization uh, that can help teens, uh, uh, underprivileged teens or at-risk teens, or, the, or these people over here that just uh, went through a tsunami to send help so they can get bottled water or temporary shelter so they as they you know they have a place showing that we love them even though from far away we still love them enough to where we can give our finances uh, to help them so it is a proper having the proper mindset is key key in in, in the money mindset um yeah he does say a little bit on that too he says um it is not money, but the love of money that is the root of evil. And the spirit of opulence is precisely the attitude of mind, which is the furthest removed from the love of money for its own sake. It does not believe in money. What it does believe in is the generous feeling, which is the intuitive recognition of the great law of circulation, which does not in any undertaking make its first question, how am I going to get by it? But how much am I going to do by it? Mm. I love it. <laughs> I, I love know. it. No, because it is. It's instead of saying, I just got this little bit. How can I get more? I got this little bit. What can I do with it? To, yes. to, so it multiplies. And, yes. and I think if, if, even if we're not making a lot of money throughout the year, I, I wish I would have had that mindset when I was <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> instead of thinking, because uh, I remember, uh, when my dad told me uh, a long time ago, he's like, you know, just start saving some money and, you know, you can, um, you know, you have your, build your savings. So when you're, when you get out of high school, you'll have plenty of money so you can, you know, start doing your own thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. And my mindset was like, oh, what, I got to save money and I got to wait 10 years to, to, to partake of this. But if I would have known, it, it, and, and, you know, I kind of knew it, but Look, I'm underneath my parents' house. Do I really have to worry about bills? Do I really have to worry about, you know, buying things? And when I was going, I was working at the time. You know, I was, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of Publix grocery stores, but, uh, you know, I was working at Publix you know, down in South Florida, you know, bagging and everything else like that. And I was making pretty good tips. You know, we're not supposed to take tips, but they were still giving us tips as a bagger. Uh, but, you know, I was like, man, if I would have saved all that money, by the time I got out of high school, I would have been in a better place. I would have been able to get out of my house quicker and you know, have a little, little chunk of change to where I can be free to do things. But, you know, it's that, that spirit of, no, nope, no, nope, I got to spend it now because I won't be able to spend it later. And, and it was just a wrong mindset, totally. Yeah, it's lack and limitation. And it's very normal for us to feel that way because we don't always have all of the things that we want right then. But we do have to understand that the source that it all comes from, it's bigger than we could ever imagine. There's more money available to us than we could ever fathom. More money is in circulation right now. And in circulation means it's moving around. It's going from place to place. It wants to find places where it can be used well. And when we think of that limitation, we're, we're putting a cap on what God's possibilities are. And mm -hmm. 
it's, it's easier for us to realize it that way than to say, I deserve to have a lot of money. You know, <laughs> it's easier for us to kind of put yourself like, you know, there's a little gu- guilt inside every Christian, right? We have that <laughs> where we say, I can't say that God is limited. That's wrong of me to say. <laughs> so it's a little easier sometimes mentally to start there mm-hmm. and then step into the fact that, you know, you can do really a lot of good things with it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bible, I remember this verse in the Bible, it's in the Psalms. It says, God owns cattle on a thousand hills. And, we, you know, we, we can't really think of cattle, you know, unless we're a farmer or anything else like that, but, but cattle, what back then was, was uh, someone who, someone who had cattle was a rich person. So let's put it in, in the terms of this, like, oh, well, uh, God owns uh, a thousand Amazon companies on a thousand hills. If we, if we can, if we can equate it to that, like if there was like one, one Amazon company on a hill owned by Jeff Bezos, it, he owns, God owns a thousand of, of those around the world. So if we, can, if we can, yeah, if, it's like, but that's just a, that's just a limitation right there. In, in reality, God, he created the universe, everything within it. He created all the animals. He created everything that we can think of, the air that we're breathing that we can't see. What limit is on him? Nothing. Nothing. It's that mm-hmm. the limitation is on ourselves. And, and like I said before, when we we're talking before, I said, yeah, I understand that there's there's certain things that happen. Like we know COVID happened. We know some people lost their jobs. And like I was talking to this uh, this lady, she was a nurse. Uh, I was getting a, I was getting an exam done. I had to get a one of those uh, echocardio thingies for my heart. And she said that she got laid off. And while and I was like, man, this is this is horrible because she had like two jobs. She was a, a nurse somewhere else. She was working at that place. And then I started asking her questions. I was like, so, but what? what are some of the things you can do? She said, well, I got this education. I have this and this and this and this. And then uh, uh, her husband, he knows this and this and this. And I said, well, I said, and I said, it might be hard to, to say this. I said, but can you go do something in that area, that other area? And she started thinking about, about it. And she's like, oh, well, you know what? Um, I never thought about that. Maybe I can go try to go down that avenue and, and see if I can get a job there. But, but the funny thing was, maybe not funny, but <laughs> interesting thing was, is that she was complaining about her current job and how she didn't like it. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe, maybe now's the time to go into that other area that you do enjoy, where God's abundance can flow into your life so you can be working in an area where you do like. And so sometimes it, it just takes that little mind shift to think think outside the normal areas of what we're thinking to see where the abundance will flow. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know um, there's a a whole nother chart in here on the seven levels of character. And I didn't really touch on too much of it today, but the bottom two under the line of effort, there's some on the red side. That's really where you're kind of in this low energy, kind of a victim mentality where you realize, I mean, and we've Mm -hmm. all been through all these levels at all different times, even throughout a day, we go through all of these. It's just, where do you land? (laughs) Yeah. Where do you land majority of the time? And that's really where personal growth comes in and stuff like your, your podcast really helps us to elevate our consciousness and move into understanding, okay, I don't necessarily have to be stuck there. Mm -hmm. I can be there for a moment. But then this big red bar in here that says the line of effort, it's that line of effort that she wasn't crossing. She wasn't crossing the line of effort to think of how can I, it was, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And it takes that initiative and maybe sometimes a coach, some, someone outside to see that and offer that to you. But it also takes the individual's effort as well to move Mm -hmm. up. Can, can you give us a brief, if you can, a synopsis yeah. of the seven levels of, of character? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely. And this is from the spiritual view. So at the very bottom, we talk about um, the the level is called the runaway. And it's the person who feels like God has has it out for me. God hates me. Um, I am a hopeless disgrace. I just, I'm no good right? I'm the wretch. I, I don't even know what to do. I just run away from life. I'm it's usually, you know, goes along with depression and Mm. things like that. And we, we have this guilt and it's like 
anger, guilt. It's a little hurtful. It's um, hateful. And uh, it's very low vibrational energy. So then we move up to the second level, which is the quitter. And we've all been there. I know <laughs> you move yeah, up from, there, yeah. yeah, right. You start and you stop and you start and you stop and you think, oh, God, what's yeah. it all for? Yeah. Yeah. God doesn't care about me. He cares about these other people more. Yeah. Uh, that's our view on God, right? That's how we see him. Yeah, and yeah, we feel helpless. We feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We feel like I just, uh, I don't know what to do anymore. And so you kind of just kind of feel like giving up a lot. And then this big red bar on the chart is the line of effort. And once you cross over the line of effort, you're not really in the the clear completely, but you are definitely moving in a positive direction. The low vibrational energy, it feels like what it feels like to be around an Eeyore. So, right. Woe is me. Nobody likes an old gray donkey. Right. And it's just, it's kind of, it's not easy to be around for others. And it does drag people down. It's very much the crabs in the bucket. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so they don't like to see other people succeed because they don't feel successful. So then we move up a little bit and we're still not quite where we want to be, but we're definitely in a more like frenetic energy. And I know as a stay at home mom, I get there very often because it's just like, I'm just trying to make it through the day some days. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Right? Just a lot of people might have been there during 2020. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, that that's a, an easy spot to be in that frenetic energy where you're just trying to figure out how things get done. So we have two levels in there. We have um, the third level of character, which is the worker, and they're they're doing stuff, but they just don't feel like they're ever enough, mm-hmm. and they feel like when they get things that it's not going to stay, mm-hmm. and that God isn't necessarily happy with, or he's not mad at me, but he's maybe disappointed mm. and oh, we all hate that feeling. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't measure and up. Then, yeah. <laughs> no. And then the next level up, which is almost to the line of courage is a superiorist. And this person feels like they're better than other people. Why is that person getting it? And I'm not, I don't understand. I put all this energy into it. I worked really hard. I just don't see why I know I'm better than that person over there. It's a lot of the comparison game. Um, very much like the parable about the tax collector, right? Mm. Where they're sitting at the altar and the tax collector just says, make me better than me. I feel like a bad person. And they say, well, just make me better than the tax collector over there. Wow. That would be the person that's the superiorist, right? (laughs) But again, we've all been there at some point. And then we step up over the line of courage and, and over the line of courage, we have more vision mm. than we do perception under the line of courage. The first four levels, we first four levels of character. We're very just perceiving what the world is. And we just think that we know what it means. Mm. We're trying to, to put the meaning on everything that's happening in the world instead of seeing a bigger vision and seeing that, oh, there's possibilities instead of what's happening. You're not just receiving, but you're producing now. You're starting to see, oh, I can actually change things. What happens isn't just what it is. What happens is because something made it happen. Mm-hmm. There's potential for the, there's potential for change when you're above the line of courage a lot more. So then you become like the planner. And there's a lot of thinking and planning and it's very organizational. Um, but you believe that God is wise. You know that there's um, potential and you have some problem solving skills. You're, you're good at that. Um, then we go above the line of faith. And these are the two that we want to really be in at the most, the most amount of time. So then we have the next level is level six, which is the lover. Hmm. And the lover just pretty much love across the board. You believe that God is loving. You love other people. Love is your predominant emotion. Love is your tendency. You love others. And um, you're not really attached to outcomes as much as you were before. And then the top, Mm. this is really what we all strive for is the joyful soul. Mm. Being that joyful soul, you have unconditional love for others. You believe that you are one with God. You have awareness of your oneness with God. You know that you are made perfect. You know that everyone around you is made perfect. You're accepting, you're more forgiving and having that level of forgiveness in your heart really allows you to succeed in ways that 
you never were able to at these other levels. So that's a brief overview. I mean, there's so much more to go wow. into on it, but wow. it's a really cool tool to see. Yeah. yeah, we do all kind of pop through these at different times. Wow, that you just brought me through a journey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, that was amazing. The journey of life. <laughs> yes, yes, because I, I can see, it, like, every stage of that happening in 2020. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. For, for almost everybody. It's like yeah. when, it, when it, when it happened, people want to run away. Yeah. And then we're getting stuck in a house. We're quitting like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? And then we're like, now we're trying to work out of this. Like, how can we get out of this mess? Then you're mm-hmm. then the, the fourth level. You're like angry. You're prideful. Like, no, I, this can't happen. You know, and it's just like all kinds of madness going on. And then a planner, like, all right, all right, we're almost out of this. You know, you started going through the, the emotions of, all right, now we're thinking, you know, trying to think outside the box. How can we deal with this? How can we, you know, still do our business, be with family? And then going into the love portion, it's like, well, you know, I love my family. You start realizing, you know, after all of this, the importance of the what was been happening during this 2020 and the separation, the, the importance of family and things that you start getting that bigger picture. And then now we just need to get into that joyful soul. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think that's where we're at right now. We need to, oh, for, for, Christmas for a time. lot of people. Yes. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Christmas time. time. Yeah. Perfect timing for this. Um, but I, but uh, this broadcast is going to be right after the new year's. So happy new okay. year to everybody. <laughs> happy <laughs> yeah, new we're, year. we're recording this just before Christmas. So, uh, but happy new year's to everybody. And, and, and I want to thank Kathleen for coming on because she wants, she, she has a heart for people to have the proper mindset about financial blessings, about financial awareness, and these seven different levels of life in this new year. So, and that's what it's all about. Get your proper mindset for 2021. Goodness gracious, we, we do need a proper mindset <laughs> after 2020. <Yeah. laughs> we sure do. <laughs> and if anybody wants to contact you, uh, Kathleen, uh, to, to, to learn more about what you do, your coaching, your mindset training, about the seven levels of, of, of spiritual character, where can they reach you at? So I'm on the major platforms, right? If you find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, um, I'm under Kathleen Seals. If you go on Instagram, I'm um, at pure light underscore KS. And um, my website is lifelessonswithkathleen.com. Um, and I will have a link to this for you to be able to download the text. So you can see what we were talking about, like I said, and uh, I'll be doing a, um, a masterclass at the beginning of the year. So when this is aired, we should have a masterclass coming up soon that you can register for so that you can get a little more in-depth understanding of this. And um, if you want to see some more too, I, I talk about mindset in lots of areas, not just wealth, but relationships, communication, things like that. But it all comes from the same place of mindset. Oh, that, that is so awesome. And guys, you got to check her out, get, check out that seven levels. It's, it's super awesome. When I was going through it, I was like, wow, this is mind blowing, uh, revealing. And, and it's not, um, and I, and I, I'm pretty sure you can agree with this when we talk about the seven levels and it's not about condemning you where you're at. Never. It's all about awareness. It's about understanding where you at and where you can go to the next level to, to better yourself and to better the people around you. Because if you're stuck in that lower level, we know nobody wants to be around a person that's <laughs> at that lower level. It's like a little crab, you know, pulling the other crabs down. Nobody wants to be the crab, you know. And <laughs> but I understand that, you know, she comes from a, a, a great place in her heart to genuinely help people better themselves, to grow as individuals and to help people around them, to be that, that positive energy like she was saying before, that positive vibe that everybody else wants to be around. And don't we wanna be that, especially in, in 2021. Um, before we go, Kathleen, do you have any, maybe some last words that you wanna share with the audience? Yeah, you know, it's so important to continually develop yourself in ways that challenge you, 
that push you and that open your eyes to new, new things and to realize that it's not comfortable. Growth is not comfortable, but it's so worth it. I mean, if you think if any of you have kids, probably a lot of you do, you know, those growing pains are real and those childhood years are tough, but they come out so great. And we all just need to remember, give ourselves grace for learning because so many of us are so far removed from a learning process of learning something new besides maybe you had to learn a new telephone or maybe a new piece of technology because someone updated it and you really hate them for it. Um, (laughs) But realize that the learning process is real and it's okay to feel uncomfortable at the beginning stages of it, but just to keep surrounding yourself with people like Joe, who will continue to open your mind to new ideas that you can start to internalize and go with it, run with it. And when you find stuff, don't let, don't just hear it one time and let it go. Listen to it again and again, and really start to believe it because I'll share one, one tool for you. Your beliefs drive your behaviors your beliefs drive your, um, yeah, beliefs drive your behaviors, your behaviors drive your results and your results drive your beliefs. So if your beliefs are off, everything else is off. So if you're not getting the results you want, if you're not doing the things that you know, you should do, then it's something in your mindset. And as much as we want to treat mindset, like it's just some hoity toity joke, It's really, it's the key. It is the key to a successful life in whatever way you want to see success. Amen. That that is so true. We got to renew our minds daily, 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 daily. And and his love and his, his just healing that he has for us and his purpose that he has for us. And, uh, and that's why I I like, well, I'll talk about earlier. I have like a, a four step, uh, crush your morning thing. But, you know, Kathleen, uh, thank you so much for coming on, uh, for sharing, you know, your, your heart, sharing your excitement to see people grow and to, to be the better, best version of themselves that they can be. And uh, I, you know what? I got to have you back on again. And maybe we could do it. Maybe we could do like a yearly thing, you know, just come back and say, hey, 2022, what you got? You know, this set your mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but thank you thank you so much for coming on and guys Absolutely. like I said you. guys check her out check out her her programs uh, check out her freebie that she's going to give us a link to and her challenge that she's going to be having up we're going to have that link in there in the captions so again guys have a great 2021 uh, Kathleen you have a great 2021 too appreciate it and guys we'll talk to you later <laughs>